0: Hey, 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 you guys. Thank you all so much for being back on another episode of Black Canvas. I'm just very excited to have our next guest here on the show. We've been talking back and forth now for a couple of months, and we were able to solidify a day and time, and I'm just so excited. He's an amazing artist, and his name is Matthew Stewart. He is a country singer and songwriter, originally from Lebanon, a small town in southern Missouri matt stewart has released a string of singles that provide the blueprint for what's to come from this young artist from an early age matt became enthralled with music whether listening to country radio in the car with his family or growing up in the playlist generation this artist fostered an appreciation for music of many genres this passion for music would eventually shape the creation of country roots and songwriting blended with alternative and pop punk influences. Before heading off to university, Matt was given his first real guitar as a gift from his parents. While teaching himself to play a few fundamental chords, he quickly discovered a passion for songwriting. Matt is looking to pursue this passion for music further and get his career back on track post pandemic. His recent new record, You Miss 100% of the Shots You Don't Drink was released in September this year. And we're so grateful to have Mr. Matt Stewart here on Black Canvas. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Hey, man, I really appreciate you having me.
0: Well, I'm just excited, Matt. I mean, you have an amazing voice. If I had the voice you had, I probably wouldn't even have to work. (laughs)
1: Oh, man, you're much too kind. Oh,
0: no, I'm I'm serious. I love your voice and I love your songs. And so I actually created some questions um, that I thought would be really fun for us to kind of um, dive in and people can learn more about you. So if you're ready, I'm going to kind of go into some rapid fire questions and you can give me your first response.
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. All
0: right. So the first question I have for you is write a song. So who is your favorite songwriter of all time? And the second part of that question If you could write a song for any music artist in the top 40 radio right now, who would you choose?
1: Oh, man, that's so hard. I have so many favorites. Um, So I grew up, you know, a pop punk guy. I was a big Green Day fan, Billy Joe Armstrong. But if I had to choose right now, I would say my favorite songwriter has to be Eric Church. Uh, I just love the way that guy writes songs. He's so clever, so unique, so different than what you hear typically on the radio and all that. Um, So definitely him. Um, As far as an uh, artist that I would love to write for, uh, I'd probably choose either Blake Shelton or Kenny Chesney. One of their cuts, that, that'd make a career right there.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, Blake Sheldon, I am a huge fan of his. And I hate that this is going to be his, I think, last season on The Voice from what I heard. And I'm like, I've been watching since season one, so I'm a huge fan of his. And Eric Church, I mean, you're right. Like, some of the songs he's done, I'm like, this is a guy... Who is just amazing like heart on fire i know it was one song that he did i think that was released last year and then he did another song i think it's called some of mm-hmm. it if i remember correctly which was released a couple of years oh, ago yeah. so i'm a huge eric church fan as well um if i had to choose an artist i probably would want to write with stevie wonder like that's a I oh mean, my god like just sitting with stevie wonder for one minute if you pull the harmonica out like i'm just gonna lose my mind but i love Stevie <laughs> and then if there was an artist in the top 40 I probably would choose Taylor Swift
1: oh yeah I'm all about that I'm all about both of <laughs> the
0: answers and the reason I would because I feel like I love all types of music and I feel like she would do great in a different genre that she really hasn't explored as much I think she would do good like an electronic or EDM or something I feel like she would do really well in that lane And I feel like she's been pretty much experimenting with her voice in different ways, but I would love to see her do a record or maybe a house track or something. I think that'd be really cool.
1: Oh yeah. That'd be sick. I mean, what can't she do? You know, she went from country, she went to pop and dominated both. So yeah, why not? (laughs) Absolutely. All right. So my next question I have for you
0: is won't take it for granted. So who has given you some sage advice um, as far as pursuing a career in music, is there one person that's given you some sage advice? And the second part is, how has this advice helped reshape you or give you your drive and your passion as it relates to your music?
1: Oh wow! Uh, I don't know that I could choose just one piece of advice. I've I've gotten tons from so many different people. You know, people just from my personal life to people within the industry. And uh, one piece that I go back to a lot. Um, is about, you know, music is a lot about perseverance. It's about not giving up. It's about keep grinding, keep writing songs, keep putting out music and you keep doing that. Eventually it's going to click and eventually it's going to take off for you. Uh, so that's something I've really taken to heart. You know, um, I've always found myself to be, uh, a hard worker, at least in my own mind. And, uh, so that's just something, you know, I could, uh, could take and apply to that. And, uh, you know, just try to accomplish everything that I'm striving to do, you know?
0: There we go. I love that. And persistence, I will say, and consistent releasing of music and engaging with your fans. I feel like that really helps a lot of artists because we all know we're in this age of, you know, you have 15 to 30 seconds to really catch someone's ears and their eyes. And if you're not able to do so, unfortunately, a lot of artists kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, And I, I have this conversation a lot with artists on this show. Is that we don't really have the buying a full album and listening from song to song like we used to years ago. And I'm hoping we can get back to that that age and era of music because that was always my favorite. Like I remember my first album that I remember replaying over and over again was Michael Jackson's thriller. And that was something I remember as a kid being an eighties baby and just kinda loving his music and his style and just seeing him on stage and you anticipated you know what was next and I would hope that at some point we get back to that because that always just brought joy to me
1: oh 100 I'm with you totally I mean I remember back then you know just getting a record and sitting with it you know playing at your cd player or whatever it is and just listening to it front to back over and over and over and creating this really strong connection with an artist that I don't really feel like you get as easily today you know because now you're being fed straight or singles at a time so it's hard to create that connection with the fan base so uh you know, it's different, man. But yeah, that was definitely like the golden age in my eyes. I agree.
0: And I, everything's a dance challenge now. And I'm like, what if I get out here? Like I'm make a fool of myself trying to get up here to do any of it. <laughs> but I just love it. It's just that, you know, things have changed and it's important for artists to kind of change and evolve as well, but just not lose yourself in that process as well. I feel like you can still release great music and great singles and still gain attention. It's just, you have to really fight a lot harder now than you I would say maybe 20, 30 years ago, I think it was more of a privilege to to really release amazing albums. And it was a lot of hype that would lead up to it in anticipation, where now we're like one click away. It's just like you can go to any song almost.
1: Absolutely, man. I think you nailed that right on the head. Yeah, it's definitely uh, much easier today. So now it's a lot more ebb and flow of people coming in and out. So yeah, you're right, man. Totally spot on.
0: I appreciate that. So I have a fun question for you. So this is as long as you're mine. So who has loved you and given you support in the beginning of your career up till now? Is there one person who has been constantly supporting Matt Stewart?
1: Uh, I don't know if I could just pick one. Um, I've, I've, right off the bat, I'd say my immediate family, straight up uh, my parents, my mom and dad and brother. Uh, you know, they've been there since day one. The heck, uh, you mentioned in the bio earlier, uh, they bought me my guitar before I went to college and that's really where I started to fall in love with music and start songwriting and you know I've had this passion that I wanted to pursue for a long time in my life but I didn't know how so eventually you know I started making it happen those you know those college years and uh so I definitely give it to them because I mean without them I don't think I ever would have done it or had the courage to do so so definitely definitely they are pivotal.
0: So I would love if you want me to do this. I've been doing this actually recently with a lot of episodes where we can dedicate the episode to certain people, but I would love to dedicate it to your family.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Why not?
0: Why not? I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt, what is your definition of love? If you can kind of define what love means to you, how would you define that?
1: Oh, wow. That's tough. Um, there's so many different kinds of love, you know, there's that uh, unconditional form that you get from, uh, you know, like a, a family where it's like, you know, just unconditional support. And, you know, uh, love and attention and, uh, for your growth and for what you need in life and just, you know, your growth in general. And then of course you have the love on the other side of the romantic side, you know, or, you know, you find that one person that kind of, I don't want to say completes you cause that's obviously cheesy, but, you know, kind of makes you whole and pushes you to be better and, uh, also grow in that way. So I don't know. I'm sure I did a terrible job defining it right there, but you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you can fully <laughs> define love, you know?
0: No, I think it's it's however you view it and feel it. And I feel like love can change. It's ever-changing in relationships. When I think of love, I think of like an intense feeling of like a deep affection that you can mm-hmm. have for either someone or, or even for ourselves. And I believe like we have to have a fondness even in your career. Like if you don't have that deep feeling or, or or affection for your career or the pleasure in doing certain things, then I feel like it's just having a liking for something instead of loving it. But I feel loving it means this is who you are. This is what you're giving to the world. This is what you're receiving from other people. And hopefully everything intertwines with each other where you can feel like, man, I'm living in my truth. I'm doing what I always wanted to do. And people are appreciating um, what I'm putting out there. And I feel like that's one thing that your music has done for me, like listening to the lyrical content of your music, I think is your biggest connection. And that's what people can kind of connect with.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, man, that's really cool of you to say. I, I really appreciate that. And I really dig that uh, that answer. That's a great answer for love.
0: Yeah, and I feel like love is different. Like you said, like some people have that agape love, you know, there's there's fatuous love, there's there's all different types of love out there. And I feel like it needs to start with I think self love should be the most important, because if we don't start learning how to like and love ourselves, it's going to be hard for us to really, you know, contribute that to other people or to appreciate the love that people are reciprocating to us because we may not even be able to receive it because of where we are mentally, physically, or emotionally. Um, I've noticed that. I know oh. myself, that's been something I've learned over the years. Um, Because I grew up, my family didn't really say I love you. I didn't really hear that growing up. But it was more in, like, work. So work ethic was a big thing, um, buying things. And, and I know as I've gotten older, I'm like, hey, I need to, to show it and say it because i think if you just get to the point of just doing things for others they'll appreciate it but sometimes people need to hear it every once in a while
1: oh, amen man. amen
0: so let's kind of go to small town story can you tell us growing up in your hometown what was it like growing up in your your hometown
1: oh so it's basically a classic country song small town right there's not a ton to do but there's great people around and uh You know, from my personal experience, I can say this town, you know, kind of made me who I am. It kind of instilled values in me, instilled, uh, you know, morals and things like that. And, uh, just, you know, like I said, essentially made me the person I am. Um, It was a great place to grow up. And I'm truly proud to be from Lebanon, Missouri. There
0: we go. Yeah, I love my hometown. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. So coming from a pretty big city, you know. You kind of feel like you get lost almost in translation when you're there because there's so many different cultures, even within that. I like to relate it to a good gumbo. Like the root has to be, you know, know, stirred a certain way and then adding all your ingredients. And I feel like when you get to know people, it's like you never meet a stranger. If you're from New Orleans, anyone who my listeners are from there, y'all know what I'm saying. Like you really get to know people on a different level, but you also get to find yourself as you get older, you start to remember those experiences uh, One thing I always remember growing up we used to go to <laughs> to Mardi Gras every single year and I'm not even gonna tell you all the <laughs> stuff I saw at a very young age but it was just something that you know you kind of just get desensitized to it because you're, you're so used mm-hmm. to seeing and experiencing it um, but there was one that I enjoyed which was Zulu which was one that was normally the African- American parade. And so um, we had neighbors who would wear the Indian garments and would be a part of it. And so I remember we used to have all these coconuts that we used to co- collect. And so growing up, I used to have like different types of coconuts. I used to treasure those so much. Before Katrina, you know, I, I had like my own shrine of it, but I just enjoyed that experience and the beans and that stuff because it just reminded me of like fun times.
1: And that sounds amazing. I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I've heard nothing but great things about it. And uh, your stories make it only the FOMO that much more. So I definitely got to check it out. You definitely have che- the food you need to check out more than anything. <laughs> Matt.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Food is. Do you love seafood?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm starting to go up. I'm a big shrimp guy.
0: Okay, see, I told you we going to hit it off. Shrimp is one of my favorites, <laughs> but fried oysters are my favorite thing to eat. So, like, if you get a fried oyster, pool boys, what they call it, and it is so good. You get like lettuce and pickles and mayonnaise on it. It is one of the best sandwiches you'll ever eat. So that's something, if you do go there, make sure you get that. And then go to Cafe Du Mans, which sells the beignets, which is like a powdered donut. Oh, my God. So good.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sold on this just to do a food tour.
0: I mean, well, we can start our own tour. It'd be like Jerry and Matt's food tour. We're we just going to like stop. I'll show you all the places and like go to the flea market, go here, do that. It was one of the best experiences growing up. And then you miss it when you move away. Like, I haven't been there in Mm -hmm. pretty much. It's been a a long time, like, to actually be there for a long period of time. I've only gone back Mm -hmm. a few times to port out for some cruises. But, like, literally to feel like I was there, I would say it's been well over 15 years. So it's been a long time. It's been a very long time. But um, I'm going to definitely make a trip one day to come back just to kind of just have that experience. I've just always been kind of leery because things have kind of shifted a lot since I left. So I'm like, Oh, my neighborhood is not the same. And so it's just kind of, it's kind of different, mm-hmm. but yeah, the food I miss for sure.
1: Oh yeah. I can only imagine, man.
0: Man. So can you tell me my next part of this question for a small town story is um, how has your roots helped you branch out and become who you are now as a musician And if you had the opportunity to move to a bigger city in a whole nother country, where would you choose to take new routes if you could?
1: Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's created a strong sense of self and, you know, helped me know who I am as a person and helped me uh, reflect that out into the world. Um, But uh, as far as, you know, uh, another city per se, I spend a a decent amount of time, you know, in Nashville and stuff like that. Um, So... You know, I guess I would say somewhere like that. You know, somewhere that's got the the music, the culture. You know, something like that that's just uh, very live. And I as far as uh, another country, oh, that's a great question. Um, give me, give me Australia. I don't know much about it, but it seems like my kind of vibe.
0: Okay, so you're a Sydney, Australia guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would choose Paris, France. I mean. The reason I would choose Paris is just, first of all, just the culture itself. I mean, then we go back to food again. So I'm a big foodie. So like, <laughs> I would definitely love to eat all, everything I could find when I was there. But I think I would just, just love to just kind of walk around and talk to, you know, the townspeople and just ask them specific stories, things they like being in their homes and kind of walking around and hearing those experiences and being a part of all those generations. I feel like that to me would be such a experience because I would... I've always wanted to go at least once, and I think that would be a huge one for me. And if there was another one I had to choose, uh, maybe Dublin, Ireland, I guess I would say. Oh, yeah. That would be another one for sure, just to kind of just travel and just see different scenery. Because I'm a, I'm a scenery person, so that would probably be what I would do a lot of just walking and talking and hopefully getting to know new people.
1: Yeah, I'd say those are also on my short list. I think what would be really cool about them is there's just so much history in Europe, you know, it I don't know, like you said, there's so many stories to be told and heard.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like for me with, with COVID, that kind of shifted a lot for all of us. Like that was one of my biggest fears of, you know, travel and I'm not an airplane person. So I'm going to have to get over that fear again because
1: I've
0: <laughs> gotten a really, really bad experience on an airplane in 2003 mm. and I t- my mom was laughing so I told God if you get me off this plane I promise I'll never get on one and I have not been on one since 2003 actually <laughs> but we had oh, really yeah. bad turbulence and it reminded me of like a final destination situation and I was oh, like yeah. oh no 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 we were going through a storm and I said oh no and we were in a delta like <laughs> small plane I was like God I'm gonna die <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That movie alone honestly kept me off a plane for so long that it was just scarred me from a little kid watching that. I was like, oh my goodness.
0: And you know, yeah. my, my favorite one out of the the series of, because I've seen every Final Destination, but my favorite is um, the second one. Um, mm-hmm. And so every time we see like logs, <laughs> my mom and I are like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, no, no. Because <laughs> we, yeah. we go through that scene. I'm like, if this log goes through this windshield, like we're. <laughs>
1: I have that exact same thought all the time, too, <laughs> That's it's crazy.
0: <laughs> it, it's creepy and it's crazy, but I'm like, I, I'm just very fearful of certain things, so I'm like, well, I'm working through it. I'm definitely going to get back on a plane because, like, water was a big fear of mine as well, and when I went on the cruise, I kind of got past a lot of that fear, and so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to do one at a time and figure it out as I go.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, it's a journey, it's a process.
0: Absolutely. So if you had the opportunity to trade places with any person in the entire world, who would you choose? And what type of influence do you feel that you would have being in that person's body?
1: Oh, wow. Oh man, that one is so incredibly tough. Um, hmm. See, part of me wants to cop out and say like maybe a future self of mine that like has more of it figured out, you know? But then again, I'm also like, no, I wanna stay in the moment and be me and, you know, go through that process. And then, uh, but in the theory with that is to hopefully make a difference in the world, obviously, make it a better place and make people's lives around me better. Um, that's, that's an end goal of mine. But if I, maybe if I had to choose someone else, maybe I would choose um, someone like Patrick Mahomes or something like that. Because, you know, we're, from where I'm from, we're huge Kansas City Chiefs fans. Um, it would just be so cool to, to do what he does, basically get to sling the football for our favorite team and make a difference in the community. I don't know. You can't really beat that.
0: All right, Matt, say that again. You said what teams?
1: Uh Patrick Mahomes for the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Oh, I, I, I heard that point, but you said our favorite team.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to catch yeah, that. No, I,
0: I was like, wait a minute. Um, I think he's speaking for himself on that because you know I'm a Saints fan, though. I'm, I'm gonna have to get you, Matt.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I was speaking more towards to my uh to the people around <laughs> me in the family, but hey, I also like the Saints too, man. Jameis Winston, I think if he comes back healthy, you never know. Saints could turn it around. All right.
0: Well, Matt, you're getting some points back. I, I was about to say, I are about to we're about to cut this podcast short. Matt's talking. He's talking <laughs> some stuff. On me do. <laughs> my bad, my bad, yeah. Football,
1: football fired up quick.
0: Oh, yeah, I love football. But, you know, my favorite actually is basketball. So, like, I, I used to play oh. basketball for many years. And so that was always something that I enjoyed. Now, do you have a favorite college or professional basketball team? Basketball. See,
1: basketball is tough for me. Um, because we don't really have any teams around here. So, like, I, like the past two years, I've been trying to find uh, my NBA team. You know, like, we, I went to Phoenix last year. I really enjoyed that. So I started leaning towards the Suns a little bit. Uh, I've always kind of found myself leaning towards the Bulls a little bit. So, you know, I'm kind of all over the place, honestly. Do you, what's yours? I'll
0: tell you. Well, I mean, mine has kind of shifted. When I was a kid, of course, the Bulls were number one. I love Michael Jordan always that's my number one basketball player of all time so Michael Jordan is definitely someone who I always admired but I would say it was the Bulls when I was younger and then when I got a little older I kind of switched between the Celtics and I I still love the Celtics of course Jason Tatum um he's a Duke Blue Devil which is my favorite college team so I love Mike Krzyzewski I'm just so sad that he's gone and retired but um I'm just so enthralled with, with any new player. I pretty much know everyone on, on every season because I just am a huge fan. But, yeah, I would say the Celtics. I love the Pelicans, of course. Um, they had a great playoff run last year. Um, so I really enjoy them. And I think the other team, it kind of – go. I love more the players than the team sometimes. But, mm-hmm. of course, the Suns were great. And then uh, our coach, of course – Um, Monty Williams who of course was with the Pelicans and then when he moved to Phoenix and then having Chris Paul there. So I'm a huge, just I love sports just in general and I love to see people excelling um, outside of the sports arena that they're able to volunteer and help.
1: Absolutely man, absolutely. I'm totally with you.
0: And so for me if I find any person who's able to kind of lend their name or their talents in other ways like that to me it's a win-win. So but I'm a big um, WNBA fan as well. So I love, I'm so glad that we're starting to see more women's sports and people really are starting to support. I've been watching that since season one and I had a chance to meet Lisa Leslie and a lot of people when I was a kid. So she she gave me such a great positive, um, you know, talk when I met her when I was a kid. And so she was someone who I was like, oh, wow, after meeting her, I was like, I'm going to always support the WNBA as well. So I just love to see that we're starting to see more people in sports that are getting recognition
1: the way they should. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a really cool story. Uh, yeah, you're definitely, we're definitely seeing um, an era where people are starting to get a lot more recognition, like you said. And You know, it's really cool. It's really, really awesome to see.
0: It is. So, Matt, I have a, one of my hardest questions. I ask every guest this question. So don't feel like you're the only one getting this one.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to young?
1: met Uh, i would probably just say you know whatever it is man whatever you want to do whatever you want to go for just do it just go for it man life's short take your shot don't worry about what people think just just go for it because at the end of the day making yourself happy is step number one so go for it shoot for the stars man
0: there we go. I like that, and I, I love that you were very, you know, concise in what you said as it relates to that. Because sometimes as kids, we need when we were kids, of course, we wish someone could just tell us that short and sweet answer because our attention spans maybe we wouldn't have caught it or understood it. But I wish I had someone when I was younger, really, to kind of guide me in that direction of just shoot for anything you want. I've always had support, but just not in that realm to that extent. It was always like, you know, school first, <laughs> graduate, do those mm-hmm. kind of things, and I think. You know, there's so many other ways of being successful. And I want for my listeners, the younger ones, you know, if you choose to go to school and that's what you want to do, that's great. But there are other alternatives. There's things you can still do and still have careers, and you don't have to get in the mountain of debt to be able to do so. So I feel like that was one thing I wish I had maybe told my younger self for sure, you know, you don't need to get a lot of student loans and do all this (laughs) stuff just to try to make a career, but you know, do something you're really happy and passionate about, and that should be the number one thing.
1: Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, we for a long time there, you know, people are, you're you're fed. You to do this, this thing, then this thing, then this thing to get to where you want to be. And you know, in reality, that's not really the case. So, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have four degrees actually, and I'm like three of them I didn't mm. even need. But I think of it now, I'm like I'm not using them in the way I, I can still use it, but it's not something that's my main passion. And so I just always think like, oh, wow, I could have literally maybe saved a lot of time on this if I had kind of been re-centered in a different direction.
1: Wow. That's amazing, though. That's impressive. Four degrees. Yeah. I, I couldn't get me back in school after the first one. I was like, oh, I'm good, man. You know?
0: <laughs> oh Man, I'm telling you, after my master's, I say, you know what? This is it. Everybody keeps saying, go back. I'm like, for what? I'm, I'm licensed. I'm good. I love <laughs> love being a counselor. I love talking to people and listening and helping create changes in people's lives, and that's rewarding me in and of itself. I don't need to go back to school to do that. I'm, I'm able to provide those services. So people are like, you could be a doctor. I'm like, no, I'm okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, man. You're already feeding that passion. What's the point now, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> so Matt, last question I have for you is, can you tell our listeners, where can they find you online? And if you don't mind plugging, like what's next for you, that way we can kind of follow you, support you in any way, if you can let us know what's going on.
1: Yeah, uh, I can be found on most socials: uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube under Matt Stewart Music. Uh, I think the only one different than that is Twitter at the Maddie Stewart because you obviously can't have so many characters in the name. Um, and yeah, for what's next, I, I'm planning on putting out a ton of new music and um, consistently, like ne- within the next year, starting to have re- our singles coming out just all the time. And uh, also getting back to playing a lot more shows, you know. So I'm, I'm excited to get this thing back rolling and. Get everything back on track.
0: Well, I'm excited for you too, Matt. And I just thank you again for making time to, to talk with me, to be on Black Canvas. I would love to have you back if you want to perform either on my second podcast, Space Between, which is like live performing. And we can kind of figure that out if you want to do some of your hit songs. I would love to hear that. And then I just created a third podcast, which I'm only co-hosting. I do it once a month. And it's going to be one where we talk about self-help, self-love, wellness, mental health. If people are going through traumatic situations, how do we get through it? And it's called embracing your love marks. Um, So if you're interested in coming back in the future and being on either show, we would love to have you back.
1: Yeah, Jarrell. Absolutely. I'm down, man. I've had a lot of I've had a great time doing this. So I'm down. Yeah. Whatever show you got lined up, count me in
0: all right well i want to hear you sing first that's important because i mean people need (laughs) to hear your voice and i feel like you're going to be able to change so many people's lives when they can really learn more about your story and about your experiences and i feel like hearing you sing i think you were definitely meant to have this as a career and i'm so glad that your parents instilled that passion in you and that you took the time to learn your music and to write songs because i think you're amazing at it
1: i really appreciate that man that really does mean a lot and i I want to thank you too, man. You're, you're great at uh, this interview and stuff. You're just amazing. So thanks, brother.
0: Oh, thank you, Matt. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Matt. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the day. You have my number. Reach out to me. We're going to keep in touch. And I hope that you just continue to thrive and flourish because you're going to definitely be one of those top stars. And I will be able to turn on the TV and be like, I knew that was Matt. I knew he was going to make it to that level. So just keep on doing what you're doing, and I'm here to support you
1: 100%. Awesome, and I really appreciate that. Likewise, dude.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a great day, Matt.
1: You too. Take care, brother.
0: All right. Bye. Bye.